Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Limited, Oh Dear Weekly, and all subsidiaries there in 4-2, which with me as always on the one podcast where we talk about the things that make your mother clutch her pearls and say, oh dear, are my co-hosts, Nick Whitmer and Brett Raybould. Oh, oh man! Flawless <laughs> You actually nailed it. You, he rehearsed it. I, mean, I, felt I heard it him when I came I on like the, a... in the chat. He was going through it out loud. I was like, "Oh, he's rehearsing. He's getting ready." <laughs> I felt like Michaela Maroney <laughs> at the end of a flip, just going, "Yeah!" Once I hit the fucking <laughs> co-host, <laughs> I knew. And about like two thirds of the way through, I was like. Oh shit, he's really gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a triple like axle or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um He went for it, man. You nailed the la- you nailed it. You stuck the landing. I, I hold up a ten. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm holding up a ten. Whitmer? Yeah, a ten. Easy ten. Easy ten. Oh it's um, good to be back. Good. This is the um this is the oh dad edition of Oh Dear. Oh dad. Christian oh, Christian no. is hey. technically a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Christian is a dad officially. Congratulations, oh, man. man. Oh man. Yeah, thank you, I, thank you. I, by the way, I kinda would like it if like we had recorded a whole podcast and then that was an afterthought at the end, like <laughs> <laughs> minute 55. We're like, oh yeah, shit, Christian, you're now a dad. You have a kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Before shit, we I get forgot. to that, Brett has 55 OJ. minutes of OJ takes. <laughs> I mean, clearly it's what's most pressing or most yeah. interesting. I, need, I, I do need an update because I don't know if you heard like, last week, Christian, but I mean, I'm sure you weren't that busy, you know. Uh, but <laughs> there's a possibility of a OJ fathead that would be a decal on the wall because <laughs> fathead oh reached my. out to Brett. It's amazing. Want, Brett, yeah. like on Instagram, on uh, TikTok, Brett has enough followers to, to get like solicitations for people trying to, you know, hey, put this product in your TikTok. So fathead yeah. reached out to him. I mean, I should probably let Brett tell it. It's his story. But basically, yeah. he came back with like, oh yeah, I would love to have a fathead made custom here. I'd like this picture, and it was OJ on a golf course. <laughs> awesome and they said they would make it (laughs) they did say they would make it they made like a weird what did they say brad they they were like we can make it but i just want to let you know that they they basically were like hey just so you're aware like you know we want all fathead videos to be clean and age uh, appropriate for a wide range of ages yeah and um and also no nudity drug use or otherwise inappropriate you know stuff that could be deemed deemed inappropriate and i wrote back christian um sounds good i approve things on my end um for what it's worth mr simpson was found innocent in court of law (laughs) (laughs) and in front in front of a jury of his own peers amazing that's so funny the, me and brad were joking about it via text we're like anytime you say mr simpson <laughs> just refer to him only as mr simpson <laughs> mr. Oh, mr simpson because so yeah. oj is so iconic i know <laughs> mr simpson is a pillar of the community <laughs> like, he's involved in so many did, they get, did they get back to you when you came back well, with I've, mr simpson I've, 
Well, I do have a question. Is, is OJ, does he give his money to charities and stuff and like public events? You know, where like it's like a, a fundraiser. There's no way he gets to go to those, right? Well, from what I understand, like he owes so much money. And by the to way, the- guys. It's happening. Christian's not talking about being a dad. Just <laughs> <laughs> first so we could talk about OJ more. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, the Goldman family uh, sued him and they won the civil lawsuit right after the criminal lawsuit that the civil lawsuit basically yeah. said that OJ Simpson was responsible for his son's death. And yeah. uh, which is really funny that they, they figured it out in civil court or whatever. But, um, Essentially, he owed all of this money to the Goldmans, which apparently, according to the documentary, he never paid them. And he basically yeah. is like living off of like he, he does autographs and like sells them for cash. So no one can prove how much money he has. I don't know. It's like a shady thing. But apparently a lot of the money that he has is like hidden from the books or something. Who knows? Mm. Mm. that's so funny that's like my I, t- I think i told you about this but my podiatrist um like he doesn't take insurance he just takes uh <laughs> debit cards or credit credit and debit over a certain amount because he's because <laughs> uh, i was like i was like that's such a weird policy whatever whatever and then like i looked i googled him and he was like involved in like a 20 million dollar gambling ring <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so, <laughs> so then oh i was like oh yeah that explains the back the back room of shoes of fresh Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Dude. He's just like, I remember just Venmo me. You can just do <laughs> yeah, <that>. Exactly. <laughs> we'll take Bitcoin what, cash. We'll do yeah. Bitcoin cash. <laughs> I, uh, Sarah was really sick like five or six years ago. She had like strep throat or something. And we were trying to find a doctor in Brooklyn that like, took her insurance or whatever and like the only one that we found that was close by was like in the very asian part of sunset park it's a very chinese part of it so we go there and we go in the lobby and everything is written in chinese everybody in there is chinese there's not an english word written anywhere and they look so suspicious as they look so suspicious of us as if maybe like the health department sent us there to like try to shut them down and like they were being really coy about everything, and then they asked Sarah. They're like, "We we only accept cash, and you have to pay up front." And she's like, "For medical treatment? What are you talking? Like, how do you even know what's wrong? Like, how do I pay up front for medical treatment? In cash? like, you don't even know what you're gonna give me. Like, isn't there like yeah. a?" And then we just oh left. We're like, God. "Fuck it!" And we found another doctor. That's how shady that place was. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Up front, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazing, dude. Absolutely anyway, amazing. we should we go? Oh, so OJ update back to OJ real quick. <laughs> back back to OJ. The update is um, so I got an email today and they sent me the proof for print and it looks like it is a go. What? Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. The so the the plan, Christian. Probably, uh, the, yeah. yeah. The plan, Christian, is when we move into the studio, that's going to be like the mm-hmm. centerpiece behind us on the wall. Of course. Yeah. It's, I mean, how can it not? <laughs> we did it, well, dude. Now we just got to get Leo and <laughs> Leo Fathead, <laughs> OJ. 
And who, uh, whoever else we talk about too much, Vince McMahon. And we have our first unofficial Vince sponsor of podcast. <laughs> yeah. Our goal, how about this as a goal for the podcast, is to one day get such a successful podcast that our round table is OJ, Julio, and Vince McMahon. <laughs> what do these three men have in common? They're talked about by yeah. other three men constantly. Yeah. And the whole, you know what, the whole podcast... The podcast shouldn't even be like the podcast. Don't tell them that we're recording yet and just just record <laughs> record them waiting to do the podcast in a room together. Yes. <laughs> That's the podcast you really want to hear. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, that's so funny. We have to get would, bigger. We probably have to get bigger yeah. for that to be a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I can sense some emails. The easiest, well, <laughs> the, easy, the easiest one to book is probably OJ because, yeah, I don't imagine yeah, oh, without a in doubt. demand thing. Yeah, which kind of makes you go, should we have him? <laughs> 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 it does make you go. I mean, like, is it? Mm, he wants it too bad. <laughs> OJ wants it too much. It's a little desperate. <laughs> He's going on this podcast. <laughs> Um, but it's you know what I have a verified blue check mark that allows me to reach people that allows that allows me to reach OJ probably would see something I tweet at him so all you have to do is just be like hey we want to talk about football with you and then let's just talk about football with him let's (laughs) just I mean, you know he has takes, dude he thinks he's so charming and you know like uh, who's the guy uh, OJ, what do you think about Kwame Brown or whoever that guy was? Um, <laughs> you know I, mean? I love Kwame Brown. Absolutely. Christian pulls off Kwame Brown. He hasn't played in the league since like 04. <laughs> was that the guy who was on, on a no, tirade? That was the guy oh, who recently? absolutely – Kwame Brown yeah. was like the guy who absolutely – Incinerated uh, everybody. Incinerated. <laughs> That's the perfect word. <laughs> I don't even remember all that he said. Dude, he basically, I'm but, pretty sure he called, Char- I mean, allegedly, as far as I know, but he called Charlemagne a, a rapist, a documented rapist. Wait, Charlemagne the God, sorry. Oh, oh did he? I, didn't, I heard, the only thing yeah. I read was like Kwame Brown went after MJ because MJ was in charge of the Wizards when <laughs> they drafted him. But Kwame Brown wanted no, like Michael Jordan didn't want Kwame Brown, but he drafted him because he thought he could yeah. train him and then he couldn't trade him. And then like Michael Jordan joined the team and like was a, such a dickhead to Kwame Brown the whole time. Of course. So like all I, yeah. I that's the only thing I heard recently about Kwame Brown. I didn't hear that he was calling other no, people but he had this. That's interesting. Yeah, dude. But uh, he had a burn where he was like, you like people act like I'm a failure. And then he mentioned like he made good money, and then is also like, well, "What about you?" I forget who, but like Matt Barnes or something. And he's just like, "You're a deadbeat dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, don't, you don't see your kids. Like I'm a good. He's like I'm a good father. Like I, yeah. I love my kids. And like it's like it's it's so devastatingly like at the most core. These yeah. people just shit talk because he didn't have. He didn't have like a star career. He spent exactly. a decade in the NBA. Well, yeah, again, by yeah. our the standard that we have is if you play 
If you get on a lineup for one game, congratulations. You are so fucking good at basketball. Wait, I'm, I'm a little surprised you don't know this story, but it makes sense that I would know this story because it's not about sports. It's about just incinerating. <laughs> like, <laughs> How did I not hear so that? cruel to motherfuckers. <laughs> well, Dude, so, it's so just, like he was oh, he's so cool. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Like he's like, I don't know what happened, but it was like Stephen A. Smith or like one of those shows, one of those like sports talking head shows just like yeah. went off on him and just basically like it might have been gilbert arenas matt barnes yeah. yes. and one other i believe like oh they have a podcast together, like, so, kinda, i think and yeah. they, they yeah. go ahead chris you might actually know better than me so he uh so he just goes off on those guys he basically was just like dude i've been quiet for the past like 20 years fuck all you <laughs> I had a great career. I bought my mom a house so you guys can suck my dick. Uh, like, and all, by the way, he's, he's doing all these videos in his car driving, <laughs> which makes it extra brutal because it's just a stream of conscious. Like, I don't give a fuck. And he's just like igniting people, going hard, like taking very personal shots at people. But then, it's justified sorry. because of how much shit they and exactly. rude they are. Yeah, they're absolutely, it's absolutely justified. And uh, so then, so then that happens like one day and then Dude. everybody starts like doing their takes on it. And then he starts going after everybody who does a take. So the breakfast club did a take on the radio. So he starts calling out DJ Envy, like you fucking cheated on your wife. Fuck you. You can't even keep your, sh your home straight. And then he's like, Charlemagne, he's like, you're, you fucking fucked an underage girl or something like that. He's like, I don't even have to say alleged rapist. It's documented. You're a rapist. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like it, it's just going off on everybody. Stephen A. Smith. Like I didn't see all, these were like at least four or five videos. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Dude, he is undefeated. <laughs> you ever see that meme? It's the Grim Reaper walking down like three doors with blood coming out of yeah. each door. It was like that with like each one and Kwame uh, Brown with like his face on it. As the well, Grim this, Reaper. He, this guy, like, he was drafted out of high school. Like, he was 18 years old when he goes and plays in the NBA. Yeah. He puts like a decade plus in the league. And sports is the only field where you people will just be so brutally unfair and criticize someone who is literally doing something that is fucking impossible. Like, if you ever make it in the NBA, even if you get a tryout, even if you play college basketball, you are literally in the elite so echelon, echelon of basketball players. Like, That's the true. best guy that you grew up with playing in high school probably didn't play in college. And if he did play in college, he definitely didn't play in the NBA. And if he did play in the NBA, he's literally the 1% of the 1% of the elite. People who can't even – who people who are backups in the NBA who can't even get on the court are, like, the best basketball players in the world, like, on on a, oh, on dude. scale or on average or whatever. That's <laughs> so why this guy so, gets drafted yeah. by a megalomaniac billionaire, Michael Jordan, who returns that same year to play basketball. He's a dick to him on the court. He's 18 years old. <laughs> Michael Jordan's 40. He's fucking beating up and bullying an 18-year-old kid who probably grew up looking yo, up to Jordan. Yo, and like, yeah. and then real, go, real yeah. quick, we got to yeah. do, we need to make a documentary called Kwame and it's just got to be <laughs> like, you know how they did a six part MJ doc. Fuck that. Why do we only ever do it about the best of all time? Let's do it about a guy who's just awesome and had a fucking cool ass career. And like, why not doc He's 10 years. Like, 
he was in the league forever. Sorry, Rake. So go on. No, I'm just putting some context to it for people. It just basically he's a, he became a journeyman player who who never really lived up to the expectations because he was drafted so high. But it's it's just crazy that people just openly criticize. And I know it's sports, and I know like what you open yourself up to that whenever you do something in the public eye, this, that, and the other. But sports in particularly, it's like in particular, it's it's so brutal. Like I I, I think we talked about it in a podcast is like Mark Sanchez gets shit on all the time as a NFL quarterback. I'm like, you know, he is like the most successful USC University of Southern California quarterback that come out of the draft like since Carson Palmer mm-hmm. and like just because he didn't he he wasn't amazing he's better than anybody who has these high school fever dreams of glory like he's infinitely better than every single person that criticizes him you know and who it's happening with right it, now it's just it's just sad. it's just like i don't know it's it's i think it's like unfair um how harshly we judge. And I do, I mean, when you're a passionate fan, you get so mad at people, but I mean, it's, it, whatever, Who, who's going through it now, Brett? Ben Simmons. The, um, yeah. yeah. Ben yeah. Simmons is a point guard on the Philadelphia 76ers who just lost to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, right. one game before the conference finals. You know, it's bad when I've heard about this story. I know. <laughs> and like, everyone, I'm very aware of this story now. Everyone is being so fucking brutal to this guy who his I get his flaw as a player is he's an amazing defender at point guard but he has not a great jump shot and he's also probably is aware of that so he doesn't shoot that much so he doesn't score points even though he's a point guard he's also he's also like physically he's not he's he's like six he has the four he's the body of a power forward he's not a typical point guard in the sense that like his best skill set is facilitator. He plays really good defense, and he's a good passer. He sucks at shooting, but he's also six ten. So, like, it's mm-hmm. when you put him on the floor, it, it's difficult to like find a spot for a six ten guy who has that particular skill set, which sounds weird. And to play devil's advocate a little bit, it's like when you do get paid a ton of money and you do play for a billion dollar organization, right. and you do mess up. I get why the stakes are high and I get why people get upset. And that guy definitely did have a bad game and he, you know, criticize the game part, but like where it gets out of hand is like when people criticize Kwame Brown, like as a human, because he didn't live up to yeah. his expectations, you know, that's where right. it gets insane. So I think a lot of people go, they cross the line too much. And if some guy's not good at sports, they, yeah. uh, they cross the line into, them as a human being and then that's where it's like all right i get the criticism because you're the, the stakes are high again it's a billion dollar organization like yeah. you, you also you know. if you if you make if you make less than like two million dollars you don't get to say he's a failure <laughs> like, yeah right you, yeah. you just don't like you just don't uh you don't get to be in a fucking mobile home going like that guy fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like in it terms of like that whole sheer... go ahead brett Oh, my bad. Oh, it's just that whole, like, when people are calling Justin Bieber gay, it's like, oh, yeah, the guy who's fucking every hottest chick alive. <laughs> you know, it's no, so, he's yeah. not. It, it's so funny. I want to, um, like, I always say this, like, I really want to, like, 
uh, send an apology on behalf of my generation to NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys because every person in my, every dude in my generation is like, they're gay. You know, they're gay, right? They're all gay. And then like, you know, 20 years later, you go to any karaoke night, anybody my age is singing every single word to fucking Backstreet's back. All right. We know I all know. the words. <laughs> right. Hey, that's so accurate. And they connect with you. It's yeah. they're such good songs. They're we owe them so... such a huge apology now. The <laughs> it's point. so weird how it's so weird how nostalgia works because you can be nostalgic for things you yeah. didn't even enjoy in the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not just the the Backstreet Boys. It, it's like anything. Like, I found myself nostalgic, like, a couple years ago. Like, when I first moved to, to New York, I worked at this restaurant. And, like, I was just in that neighborhood for the first time in a long time. And I just got nostalgic about, like, my commute to that job. And I was like, I fucking hated that job. I hated every second yeah. of that job. Why am I nostalgic now for, like, the, the that? It's just weird how it's, like, your mind... <clears throat> I don't know, it like protects mm-hmm. you or something, of bad memories or something. I have no idea, but it's strange. Well, Rig, it's what made you you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. If you didn't go through that, Perfect. you wouldn't be here right now podcasting. Think about that. I'm talking about <laughs> OJ Simpson. Think about those sliding <laughs> those sliding doors. If you'd, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Christian slept 25 minutes in the last six days. You know what's crazy though? Like my newborn son will not know. Like he really is not going to have a concept of the impact of OJ Simpson. Like (laughs) when he listens to this podcast, I can't wait to show him OJ made in America on his fifth birthday. Yeah, <laughs> this is a well, big moment in my childhood. It's your, me, it's like you know, the Star Wars thing. Yeah, my my mm-hmm. daughter will know because um, you know how like they play Mozart for some babies. I play her the Oh Dear <laughs> podcast in the womb. <laughs> yeah, put, put the headphones on. Baby, oh dear, the belly. Yeah, <laughs> she may, but she's, she's she's gonna know. She's gonna know. Yeah. about oj and leo and and she's gonna come out of the womb being like god liberals are so annoying too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's basically what this is is liberals are annoying too you know what i mean it's like yeah we all know the ways conservatives are annoying yeah. but we gotta like be like shut the fuck up like liberals do <laughs> it, it, you're like, you're it having a kid, and Christian probably can talk about it more because mine hasn't even gotten here yet. It's like nine weeks away, but yeah, dude, you're, so, you're a poser, you, bro. You're, yeah. you're still <laughs> Christian, you're, you're alone, your values, yeah. your, your values change. Like, so I voted today. I don't know if you guys voted for mayor today of New York City, mm. but my values have completely changed. It's the primary day. And did you write in Trump? What did you did you write in Trump for mayor? I became a MAGA guy. I was like, let's get them this guy back. No, um, so obviously for my whole life, pretty much my adult life, I've been left leaning and progressive in a lot of ways, and I still am in a lot of ways. But I walk into this elementary school. And by the way, the, the the candidate that I voted for is is I voted for Yang as my first choice. So it's not like he's a mm-hmm. he's a very liberal progressive guy too. So it's not like I wrote in a Republican's name or something. But my point is like I walk in 
I'm walking to the elementary school to vote. Um, mm -hmm. And there's these people passing out flyers in the front of like city council and uh, comptroller and all these mm -hmm. other things. And they give me a flyer and this guy goes, vote for so-and-so because they're the ones that were endorsed by AOC, the New York Times and Bernie Sanders. And I think like My a couple years ago, or no, this is a different, this isn't for mayor. This is a, for like a comptroller or something along those lines, a city council. Oh, or something. okay. Yeah. yeah. So oh, they okay. give me this card because there's all these other, there's, everybody talks about the mayor race because that's the big one, but there's a lot of other smaller ones. So you have people out front of the voting place trying to give you awareness of the people. So they give me this pamphlet. They're like, so-and-so for comptroller, the official candidate that was endorsed by AOC, the New York Times and Bernie Sanders. And for the first mm -hmm. time in my life, I was like, uh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> that doesn't sound, <laughs> that sounds like it could be trouble. And then I walk into this elementary school and all along the walls of this school are like projects that the kids make, right? You know, they put them outside their classrooms. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not even kidding you. Like there are all of these big things about climate change and, and gun control and racial equity and I'm like, these kids yeah. are like, do they, do they like dinosaurs anymore? Do they have like at 11 years old, they're like, <laughs> like, they're like, uh, no, let's talk about racial equity. I'm nine. I have an opinion about this. It's like, I'm like, uh, so I funny. started getting nervous about like where we're headed and I'm like, oh my God. I, and I could, could feel the, the Republican red pill coursing through my body. Like, yeah. like, like, oh, maybe Fox we need to tighten up a little bit. We need to Fox News screams out. about this stuff like every day. Fox News is talking mm -hmm. about this literally. And the phrase they use is critical race theory. Like they're teaching our it's children like, yeah. critical race theory. And mm -hmm. that's like the buzzword right. for like an anti-racism like thought. But it is, it is crazy. It's like, all right, first we're going to teach you uh, anti-racism, then right. shapes, then colors. Then <laughs> <laughs> first you're going to learn that colors don't matter. Then you're going to learn the colors. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, so, uh, before primary know. shapes, it's uh, turn your pages to two, which is Jim Crow. <laughs> <laughs> the book is kids' book is called Jim Crow has yeah. got to go. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's like I don't, I, I want like my child and I want other children to be open minded and I want them to be aware of things, oh, yeah, but I also don't want to yeah, rob yeah. them. I don't, I also don't want to rob them of the innocence of their childhood, you know, like. Yeah, the part of being a kid is like let's not put the weight of the world on. Like when I was ten, my dad right. literally convinced me that the world was ending, and we lived on a mountain in a bunker, preparing for the apocalypse. And it's like, as someone who grew up in that way, it's like I would have liked to have a little bit more years of dinosaurs and and, and you know those type of things before a gun was put in my hand when I was nine. And I know this is a completely yeah. different version of that. It's like on the other political spectrum and it's also not as crazy in a way, but it's still, it's like, I still feel like, what are we doing to these kids? So like, I don't know, I could, I start to see how as you get older and as you have children, your values shift and you maybe become a little bit more conservative. Um, having said that, I still voted for Yang, but you know, the funny thing is, is like, it does reveal a little bit about you when you're going through the other people running because you don't know anything about like like i know i should have been more well-read i know i'm not a good citizen blah 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 but like when you're voting for comptroller and city council and all these other things you're reading like a whole list of like 14 names and i'm like yeah i don't yeah. know any so i started 
judging right. them off Christmas of their tree. names. <laughs> yeah, yep. I just started judging them off of their names, and I'm like, I'm not. They're, I couldn't possibly vote for an Ethan. I don't. He might be the best man for the job, but <laughs> I don't believe in people named Ethan doing good work I, unless they play soccer. That's about it. Um, yeah. So like, I just started like whittling it away, and I found myself. I voted for like four people with Jewish last names because I was like, Jews are like pragmatic, right? Like, and I'm like, this is so racist. <laughs> oh Even though it's a positive yeah. trait, I'm like completely judging people. I'm like, Edelstein. I mean, this guy is probably you know a smart guy. He's probably well accomplished. So let's vote for this guy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? I'm like, I have no business voting. I'm <laughs> such an idiot. <clears throat> I just wish they put each candidate's pronouns. Um, yeah, the ballot. <laughs> there is a uh, yeah. there is a Nathan. non-binary candidate who runs. His name's like Paperboy Love Chest or some shit. I'm not kidding. He also ran That's... for he ran for something last time around, and I voted for him because you get to do five choices for mayor. I picked him as my fifth option because <laughs> I'm like, who cares? He's gonna win? <laughs> or they're they're gonna win? Sorry, yeah, yeah. That's, so I hope uh, they do that's well. So funny. I was on a, the New York Times yesterday had this thing of like, here's a, it's like a cool survey. I wish I would do this more, but it was like this survey of like uh, questions about the issues, right? Mm-hmm. So you pick, mm-hmm. so they'll ask you a question and it's like, one of them specifically I remember was, should New York have um, public bathrooms? Like, should they mandate that like public bathrooms are open to everybody? Rather than like a business like going, no, we don't have public bathrooms here. We don't have a bathroom here. You can't use a bathroom, all this stuff. So if you say, yes, all all public places should have a bathroom readily available mm-hmm. or yes, but you know some things should be limited. No, absolutely not or whatever it was. So based on whatever you choose, you it shows you what candidate you most align with and then it takes your overall score and tells you like, this is who you probably align with most. And I was like, Oh, that's like a cool idea. Mm. Um, so like, I think I, I agreed with mostly Andrew Yang and Curtis Sliwa for, <laughs> for uh, a, a number of stuff. But the bathroom thing was interesting to me because that was like me and Curtis Lewa, who's running as a Republican. were like dead on with that. I was like, absolutely not. No public bathrooms <laughs> because the minute you, cause I know New York, the minute you open yep. it, it's homeless people and just, heroin addicts just hang creating a fort in every bathroom in the in the city it's a hundred percent and that sounds that's insanely harsh but if you think that's harsh you do not live in new york city yeah that's the thing too is like crime is real like i know liberals like to think about crime in the sense of like oh it's just underprivileged people who get persecuted by the police and there's definitely some of that, but there's also clinically insane people who are hitting people with hammers yeah. and slashing people on the subway. Right. And like, we do need a mayor who like gives a shit about crime. So some of these progressive candidates, like, like the, the fucking idiot who's president mayor now, Bill de Blasio, like oh, literally, you, re- know, I'm, re- you know, I'm going to miss, <laughs> I'm going to miss hating on him. <laughs> it is just Dude. the best name to say. De Blasio, even if you don't know him, you're like, just based off name alone, how the fuck did he get elected? I think it's because it's so so fun. That's why, like, I you got to vote based off what name is most fun after (laughs) fucking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's all fucking Yang. It's like people. That's the problem with progressive people. The problem with progressive people, it's like it's like people who want to tear down like 
statues. Like they want things to appear as if they're great. So if you have a candidate like Bill de Blasio and he has a black family, his wife's black and his children, it's like, that's what we want to the vision of New York to be because it's not just white guys. It's like people are married to other races and, and it's like, all right. So the image of that's important to you and Hillary Clinton supported him. And, but like, his reality of him doing the job is a complete nightmare. And that's why I voted for Yang at the end of the day, because I was like, I've actually listened to, I listened to like a three hour interview with him on Rogan. I've listened to him on other podcasts. Like he's a fucking nerd. And like, we need people who are like nerds, not people who are charismatic and have a black wife. Like we need like someone who's a fucking nerd who like will go in there and be like, yeah, I'm a nerd, so I'm going to study, and I'm going to figure... And then, like, all the things that held up Yang and, like, when he was, you know, the the debates and stuff, it's like, oh, a New York Times <laughs> reporter asked him what his favorite subway station was, and he said Times Square. Oh, that's who you're going to vote for for mayor? It's like, no one has a favorite subway station. We all hate the subway. Yeah. He's a nerd. He's awkward. He got asked a dumb question, and he gave a dumb answer. Like, what does that have to do with him being that's a good the mayor? Thing, exactly. And that, like, exactly. And nothing. And that's why... <laughs> It's a dumb question, and you're the dumbest person if you, listen, you don't have to support Yang if you didn't support him, or you don't even have to be informed or involved or no. But if you're basing a vote off a question like that, you're the dumb one. Like, you're the dumb one thinking that that has any relevance to to whether someone would be fit to be mayor or not. He should have picked a real indie fucking... Inside baseball. Oh, oh, dude. Hoyt Shermerman, dude. It's the fucking best. Like, <laughs> fuck? Oh, dude. The, the, C, the C train at J Street Metro Tech. <clears throat> it's all functional. I'm just going yeah. to go and I get out. I don't fucking hang out in a subway. It's all functional. Yeah. Now, it's if you ask like, me, like, oh, what are. Yeah. Uh, it's just stupid. The thing is, is like what people they're like trying to prove that he's not a real New Yorker is like the whole basis of all these questions, because there was a bunch of other ones that they did trying to like make it. Oh, this guy's not even a real New Yorker. He's not even a real New Yorker. He's going to slice. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like even if he wasn't a real New Yorker, even if he was an outsider, that doesn't disqualify them from the job. I mean, granted, you do want someone who knows the ins and outs of the community. Like that is a prerequisite in a way for the job. But like this whole discrediting the guy because he didn't he didn't he didn't have the right answer to the subway question or the slice question or whatever dumb question is asked. It's all just like yeah. this. It's all a tactic, is I guess my point. It's like it has nothing to do with him and his ability to be mayor. So I don't know uh, if if they asked me <laughs> if I was doing that, they asked me those questions. I would purposely say all the wrong things. <laughs> just to like troll yeah. them like where's your pl- where's your favorite place to get a bacon egg and cheese it was like oh, i don't know like burger king or subway in the morning That's pretty good. <laughs> where's your favorite place to get a slice i don't know like domino's is good um there's one that delivers to me <laughs> oh shit that's so fucking funny dude just fucking, I don't even know. It's like, yeah, I, I, I just like going to Times Square for the activity. And, you know, it's nice just soaking to up the real New York, around. you know? There's yeah. this great restaurant <laughs> in, in Times yeah. Square. Dude, it's just such an authentic New York. TGI Fridays, have you ever been there? Dude, yeah. uh, Stop by so the Wax good. Museum. <laughs> it's on 44th Street um, and 7th Avenue. It's my favorite. Yeah. 
Have you ever been to the M and M store? Oh my god, <laughs> so many colors! They Wait, have look, every uh, color. Okay. <laughs> you have to look at this photo of me with Elmo. Oh, and this is and Spider Man. Look, Spider Man. <laughs> oh my god! Dwayne Reed in Forty Second Street is the best. Dwayne Reed, like, <laughs> gives a shit. <laughs> Right. Oh man, that uh, that's that's true. That so they should show you. You know, Christian, you're talking about you took the quiz and it shows you like um, who you could align with uh, given a question and like yeah. okay, that informs how I vote. They should show you. All right, here's everyone's most embarrassing piece of uh, <laughs> them on the yeah. internet. Like, what yeah. is everyone's yeah. cringiest? Just cringiest. That's awesome. Not e- not even like because the like Andrew Nick Yang thing. That's not cringy. Yeah. Do you think like yeah. I'm? Do you think it'd be more interesting if it was actually cringy or that version of cringy, which is like we don't actually. If you're cringing at this, you're a loser. You know what I mean? Like, like not you're you're saying like not like sexual pictures that came out. It's just like a tweet. Like a that hot take like, that uh, didn't age well. Taco Tuesday or something, something like. lame. Something that just makes you cringe. Yeah, I think What's the word Christian Chugi. I like the link. Chugi, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chugi. Like yeah, it's Catterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something Chugi, something that just is lame, and it makes you just go like, "Oh God, I don't like." It's like when when we talked about that one candidate, and I only know her because of this, but Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, there's a video of her. It's a compilation video of her. Saying the like of uh, uh, the same yeah. stilted, <laughs> the same like over stilted, unfunny yeah. joke and that I said she delivers. <laughs> yeah. and I don't even uh, remember the joke. But it was yeah. like, and so it then so get bad. this: I tweeted, "Yeah, looks like <laughs> you need to build a wall around you." Yeah, and she does this like smile <laughs> of like, By "Yeah, the way, I went there." <laughs> That that Brett is infinitely more clever than what she was saying. <laughs> like I forget what I don't even remember what it, it was, was. It was, it was yeah. so like fucking bad. Yeah. It was the uh, whole thing was like a burn on Donald Trump and then like she used yeah. it over and over and over and over. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, something like that. That is everyone has a version of that. And I the thing is is I know there's a limited amount of things you can say and a limited amount of ways to articulate them. So I understand the there's something funny about this the the campaign just forces you to do that, but when it's with such a cringy joke, yeah, that you're like, yeah. okay, all right, you wrote it, you did it. There's they're not getting. I don't even remember how people were responding because if well, you laugh at that, like, you're also chuggy, but you're also like trying yeah. to like you're like a friend at an open mic trying to like help out. Yeah, I, I, or they're just fucking I, stupid and laugh at that. I I don't I don't remember if people get laugh, to, it got laughs. To to me, it's not even the repetition of it. The repetition of it is what made it hilarious because they showed her in every different right, city right, wearing yeah. different things and like delivering it with like the same stupid, satisfied look on her face. To me, it yeah. was the lack of self awareness to be like that line is so bad, and like you know full well you're a politician. You know that since you're running for president, you literally have to go make the same 15-minute speech in every town for the next four months or whatever it is. So yeah. you're going to have to say that line every day 
in the same 15 minute speech for four straight months. Like make the line good at least, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, right, 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 right. Like the line what we're was talking just about. bad. Brett. It's basically what Brett said, like I think two weeks ago or three weeks ago or whatever it was, where he uh, pretty brilliantly said, like Thank the you. internet is undefeated. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the internet will always like make you look oh, like that, a douche if you're a douche. That's like a the I didn't I would love if I came up with that. That's like a Oh. I feel that oh God, I'm so wow, you gave me credit for like a <laughs> it's just like an internet saying. It yeah, is okay. just but I'll take credit for it. All right, well. I'll take credit for it. Yeah, I came up with the my own one. It says over eighty billion sold or served. <laughs> That's mine. I got the line. Oh, man, I it, she basically it, it was in, she basically yo sorry, here it is. Ahead. Yes, no, no, yeah, do she it. She says do it. Uh, science is on my side because because uh, Trump said something to her about that. She's like, science is on my side. I'm looking forward to debating about climate change. And I wonder how your hair would fare in a blizzard. And she kept saying that I wonder how your hair would fare in a blizzard. She was like, I got science on my side. And then I said to him, guess what, Trump? I wonder how your hair would fare in a blizzard. And she kept saying it over and over again with this stupid, satisfied look on her face. It's like, that's not good. <laughs> like, it's just not good. Oh, shit. Oh shit! It's so funny though. It's so fucking funny. It truly is um, hilarious. It's you can't write something less funny. Like you can't. Even the shitty one I just came up with is better. It somehow is worse than calling yeah. him an orange Cheeto because calling him an orange Cheeto yeah. is kind of fun to do because yeah, it's it's, it's just like we all know it's so unfunny that it's just fun to say. Because it's like, <laughs> in any case, um, that Colbert um, somehow managed to be lamer than that. Right. Anyway, I want to throw it to Christian because I'm anxious. Yeah, Chris, I'm, what's up, dog? Got a ba- got a baby due in about nine weeks, so I want to know what's mm-hmm. uh, what's headed my what's way. Up, bro? How how's the what first? It's been a it's been a it's been about it's a week. Been a, it's, it's been. Yeah, it'll be a week tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. Right. He was born at eight twenty six last week, uh, last Wednesday. Mm. Yeah, it was it was an experience, man. Um, I, I I didn't realize like how. I mean, I knew how long labor takes, but it's like any sitcom you've ever seen, like a lady, a pregnant lady gets in an elevator, and then she has the baby within twenty minutes. And That's with, so right, funny. With with snappy dialogue and <laughs> and crowd cheers right yeah but it like the contraction started at like 2 a.m last tuesday and the delivery happened on 8 at 8 30 about wednesday so like we didn't even leave for the hospital until um like midnight uh tuesday night or wednesday morning whatever you want to call it it was it, it's a it's an experience man it, it's it's crazy it's like there's nervous. There's a lot of nervousness. There was like a moment where, um, at one point they gave, uh, Natasha an epidural. So she started, you know, no pain or whatever. And, um, and they gave her this thing called Pitocin. And what that does is sort of like helps get you dilated in order to get the process going and get the baby out of there. And, um, so at one point, uh, you know, we're talking to the doctor and then I, we, you know, we kind of nodded off. We, like 
it was me, Natasha and her doula. So we all like nodded off because like once the epidural happens, it's like, there's like, she didn't even feel contractions anymore. So it's like, well, you it, might as well, I'm sorry. Can I, can I ask you a sincere question? Yeah. Is a doula, is that's like a guide. That's like a pregnancy guide. That's like a yeah. Sherpa, right? Or exactly. It's like, it's just but, a lady, a lady or a man, or whatever, who just is like experienced in giving birth and like knows a lot about birth. They're not like a medical doctor or anything. They're just a person that like gives you coping techniques for when you're going through right. pain and stuff. A very like emotionally a intelligent person. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And they give you, they can't <laughs> tell you what to do, but they'll suggest stuff and give advice and all this stuff. And uh, so she was there and she was a lifesaver because it's like when she's going through contractions, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, right. So she's like telling, like rubbing, like pushing her pelvis together when the pain starts, because that's the thing you should do. And just, she just knows exactly what <clears throat> to do. Right. So then like we all fall asleep in the room because there's like nothing it's basically just a waiting game at that point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like I kind of wake up and there's like eight doctors and stuff scrambling around. And they're like, they, like one of them is like looking at me. It was like, it's like a, you ever see a war movie where like one guy, like a bomb goes off and then like it's silent, but you see like a bunch of people like scrambling around like, go, go. And the guy is like, all you hear is, <laughs> it's just like the, the tinge there was just like there's just like nine people surrounding me and then one lady like with her hand in my face going it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right and i'm like i don't know anything that's supposed to be wrong like what the is, fuck is that the line of dialogue that like snapped you into then just yeah. the chaos <laughs> yeah <laughs> just yeah. hearing all of the voices yeah there's a lady there's a doctor looking for the rest of her arm <laughs> like somewhere um, but uh but so so essentially what happened was the baby's heartbeat started slowing down and uh like whatever and that that was that really freaked me out because everybody was like rushing around going mm. when somebody tells you don't worry you're like all right i wasn't until you said that um, yeah but then you know they were able to get it that was like what that was like the most um, yeah nerve-wracking thing and then um and don't Natasha, worry yeah Natasha wasn't getting dilated, wasn't dilating enough. So they had to do a C-section. And then that, that experience was like kind of crazy because we weren't expecting to do that, but we got through it, man. It's like, it's, it's amazing. Bro. I mean, it's a crazy experience. It's like, it's a really, really overwhelming experience. Yeah. Really uh, overwhelming. That's what, like that, that's one of the crazy things too, is like we were told to like when you first started having contractions, you think, all right, let's get to the hospital. And they're like, you should wait right. like eight or nine hours before you come in because yeah, it's not like like Natasha got going to be there. Section, yeah, the, but like it's very common for like the first baby, like labor can literally be like twenty seven hours of time, like right. So like oh, just yeah, because yeah. you start contractions, they're like just you'll be more comfortable at home than you will here. So just wait. And it's like how the fuck do you know yeah. how long? And it's like all of that just seems so nerve wracking to me. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny because the doula was like, the doula is like so super calm. She's kind of like a hippie yoga type person who's just very chill. So Natasha started having contractions at like, started having at 2 a.m., but throughout the day they started getting worse. Not worse, but like started coming together. And you're supposed to go to the hospital when they're four minutes apart and they're lasting for a minute each. So they started doing that. And I text the doula like, hey, we, I think we need to go to the hospital. They're four minutes apart. And she's like, 
all right, I'm just getting off work. Uh, like I'm going to go home, get dinner and I'll see you at around eight. And I'm like, this is fine. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> we need to go to the hospital. Right, now. Right, right, right. Like don't fuck around lady. Um, I don't care if you want to go to fucking Applebee's right now. Just fuck like get here. Okay. I, well, I want to watch Rick and Morty. Um, but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she was a hundred percent right. Like she totally had time to do that. Cause she knows she's like, you're not like, you know, uh, even if it's funny. even if this is happening, like you're not you're nowhere near close. So like when she got here, like that started at five when I was like, dude, we got to go to the hospital at five and then eight. She got there and then like we started walking around the neighborhood and trying to get it, you know, get it going and stuff. And then we didn't even leave until midnight and then mm. got to the hospital. And then we got to the hospital and we still like she was in active labor, but still wasn't like completely dilated so it was like another three hours of contractions and like you know coping with all that and uh and until they even broached the idea of the c-section it took a long time Mm. but then once the c-section happens like you know they they take her away they put me in like the surgical outfit and um and then you know i go i got into the operating room and like 20 minutes later, he was crying and outside already. It was nuts. Shit, bro. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah. Jesus. Were you, yeah. did you, were you uh, able to hold him or were you watching wrestling or what was, what was, <laughs> I have a, they let me bring you, my phone in and I was were like, you, <laughs> yeah, what, what wrestling podcast were you listening to during, during that 20 minutes? <laughs> I was watching, <laughs> they brought the baby over and I was like, wait, wait, I'm watching Hogan rock from 2002. Like, just me, I've seen it. <laughs> just give me some time. I want to, I want to finish this for the 19th time. This is the best part where Hogan hooks up after 20 years of being outside of the WWE. <sighs> Um, oh shit but yeah like it was it's a pretty crazy thing and like we uh we were in the hospital afterwards just the hospital room just with the baby and it's like it feels so weird it's like i don't i really don't know how to explain it it feels like it felt like we were both looking at each other like does this feel like your baby we were both like (laughs) it feels like we're like taking care of this somebody else's baby right now (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking hilarious like it just it like the connection was like odd at first just it was so surreal like um yeah it just felt like oh now this guy's here <laughs> it wasn't until we got him home that it felt like a real real thing where it's like oh he's like part of the family now it's like like all right it just still felt like all right we're at the hospital and we have this this thing now and uh mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's you know when we're ready we'll leave and he might stay. I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, God, it was just, that's, that's so it's fun. a crazy experience. It's, it's really crazy. I mean, the first night was like hard and like adjusting to that. Cause whenever they're crying now, I'm like immune to him crying. I don't even, I just put on my headphones and let him uh, be neglected for yeah, three and, years and listen to, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your headphones and <laughs> listen to wrestling podcasts. Listen, no, but like yeah, when he was, yeah. when he was first started crying and like, you're trying to change his diaper while he's crying. I've never changed a diaper before. So it's like changing his diaper while, while he's crying is like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like you just put your hands in the air just cause you're like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, stop. Like, it's just so it's like chaotic. And now yeah. when he cries, I'm just like, yeah, it's going to be fine. Like, just let me put this Vaseline on your dick. 
And uh, <laughs> that's oh. it. And let's get this diaper on. Yeah. I've, I've heard Christian say it to me before. Uh, a <laughs> brother sketch you. <laughs> familiar, familiar sentence. That brought me back. Oh, man. No, but he's awesome. Wow. That's great. He's very so, cool. Hey, are we allowed to say his name? Uh, yeah, Miles Vesuvius. Oh, it's Miles, Miles Vesuvius. Oh, I, I like giving him an annoying name and trying to make that stick. <laughs> uh, Miles, oh my name. god, yeah. it is a great name. <laughs> what if you had prank? What if you had used your son's name to fuck with Whitmer Christian and had just given him? What's like an annoying like? Oh yeah, I know. Jonathan um, or something. Jonathan. I've always said Argyle. Donathan is like <laughs> would be the most annoying name to whatever because it's just it's almost a regular name. Oh, <laughs> uh, or just name him, you know, Thor Thunder God and be yeah. like, hi, hi, oh, whatever. <laughs> it's like Jeremiah Michael. <laughs> like, ah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I thought, yeah. I mean, if you had to choose one wrestler, mm-hmm. is it you know Cena Duran? No, um, Undertaker Duran. Undertaker. Durant. That's what weird. No, Undertaker. Joking that that they were going to name the baby's middle name would be the Undertaker, <laughs> so it would be Miles <laughs> the Undertaker Duran. <laughs> you keep the in there. <laughs> yeah, dude, Kane, Kane okay. Duran. Miles Kane Durant, man, that's it's almost too like a real name. It's such <laughs> yeah. a real name. No one would know that not. You're right. Miles Badass Billy Gunn Durant. Uh, <laughs> Miles NXT Degeneration yeah. X. <laughs> oh yeah, man, no, I um, it's funny because I was like, wrestling was on the other night, and I kept him in the other room because I was just like. I don't know if I want you to be a wrestling fan. (laughs) You got to be like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a weird thing. I was like, I, you need to be like 10 or 11 Uh, before you start. Like, you can't like it that young. Like, I don't want you to be a loser that early. (laughs) (laughs) All right, son. It can't be that integral into your like biology. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it should not probably. It's not recommended to be the first media ingestion. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's gets. start with. <laughs> uh, That's definitely. I mean, like, what uh, about when are you gonna show? Are you guys how excited are you to like show your kids like my comedy? That must be one of the most exciting. <laughs> you must be really like I. Go, I'm like, what's well, special? All right, son. This is the most delusional man in the world. <laughs> this is what I don't want you to become. <laughs> Why is he wearing a tuxedo? I don't know, son. (laughs) (laughs) He thought it was a good idea. (laughs) I'm just gonna be playing Brett on Uh, in the way as as she's delivered. (laughs) That's that would be great. Yeah, (laughs) pass out Uh, some CDs to the doctors. That's so funny. (laughs) What one of the doulas? I wrote I wrote the doulas a nice note afterwards, just saying like, thank you so much for everything. You know, you guys are great. All this stuff. And uh, one of them was like, hey, thanks so much. That's so nice. Can we use your quote for our website? Like as a review. And I was like, yes, as long as you plug my album. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, 
<laughs> did they are they doing it no of course not <laughs> oh, i'm like get your plugs in wherever yeah, you can that's five to hundreds more people honestly hundred i mean maybe thousand who the fuck knows how many click over yeah Plus, it's so unique christian duran uh comma king latifah now streaming on spotify yeah that's well speaking cool. of plugs I have a baby to take care of. He's all fussy yeah. back there. So we got so. another. We, we uh, I think we can do another 40, 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the person who like you try to wrap it up within just like hanging out, and they're like, "Yeah, no, I, I'm good. I got time." <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, yeah I right. have another. I have another beer." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was, Christian's I was right. We're at the halfway mark. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling. <laughs> I was telling Natasha that Brett had like the greatest, uh, the greatest like uh, encapsulation of like who I am. He said like Christian's biggest like hell or biggest nightmare would be like just being in a hallway like with someone who like can't finish the conversation. Well, you said it way better. I'm butchering it. It was like I I don't remember it exactly, but it would be you having to have pleasant chat with someone you have no emotion for. Yeah, it was like being in a hallway with the door open. Like, I'm oh, like, yeah, foot out the door and I can't get the conversation to end. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like having small talk with someone who you, you've met like once or twice. So you feel like you owe them the small talk. Yeah. But like, you exactly. really don't want to talk to them in any way at all. <laughs> <laughs> and you have incredible. one foot in your apartment where it's just like, yeah. you're just like, I can just fucking chill zone. <laughs> I can just go, you know, I eat my snacks and watch a movie. But that person just keeps, keep like, it's not a siren, it's a small talker. Like, that is <laughs> the thing that would kill you. Yeah. Oh man! All right, anyway, guys, it's go, good to be back. Yeah, go raise your kid. That's so lame. All right. <laughs> Kwame Brown is my hero. Hashtag Kwame free Kwame. Kwame, I, I'm gonna go watch that stuff immediately after this. That sounds so oh. fucking hilarious. Um, so because he's so you, YouTube.com/slash Nick Whitmer for me. Brett Coin, go watch the video on Brett on Brett Rabel YouTube channel. ChristianDuranComedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs. King Latif on all streaming platforms. Thanks so much, guys. I'll see you next week. See you.